0: Session 11, part one. Here we're gonna focus exclusively on four density negative, how they ascend there, what's their process. And we also have some historical figures to discuss in this part of the session. Let's begin. All right, so in the past, we have talked about four-density positive polarity in the ascension process, but we haven't touched much on the negative path and how does that ascension goes and what happens to them. So we don't have the full coverage here, but we start digging into it because Don was curious about how this process goes for four-density negative beings. So the first question is related to Maldick, because if you remember from uh, the past session, session 10, they were talking about MALDIC. And that's what brought up the question for Don. So let's just get into that first question. So here Don asks, you said yesterday that Maldek was destroyed due to warfare. If Maldek hadn't destroyed itself due to warfare, would it have become a planet that evolved with self-service? And would the entities have increased in density? Gone on to, say, the fourth, fifth density, in the negative sense, or the sense of self-service. Process the planetary social memory complex Maldic had in common with your own sphere the situation of a mixture of energy direction. Thus it, though unknown, would most probably have been a mixed harvest. A few moving to four density, a few moving towards four density in service to self. The great majority repeating third density. This is approximate due to the fact that parallel possibility-probability vortices cease when action occurs and new probability-possibility vortices are begun. Okay, so a couple of terms to kind of uh, clarify here, which is the possibility-probability vortices. If you can picture this in a way that um, anything that's happening at the present moment has a possibility, which the probabilities are either high or low. So the possibilities of this video ending because a meteor would crash on my house is probably very low, I hope and the, vi- the the possibility of me finishing this video the has very high probabilities so because of that in time space you can see these uh these probabilities possibilities uh vortex vortices and that's how raw refers to um whenever he talks about the past that didn't happen he would have said something like that or if he's asked something about this moment he would say that the probability-possibility vortices are pretty high or low, depending on that, because he kind of sees the the, the possibilities of the future in some sense that we can really grasp. And that's the key thing about time-space. But that's all he means by that. And he's answering about the, uh, the possibility of them going into four-density, some going to negative, some going to positive, and the vast majority uh, repeating third-density cycle. Which actually means a lot because he's saying that Maldic had in common with our own sphere, with Earth, right then in 1981. And I don't think we have changed that much, even though the awareness it's spreading a lot more in 2020 now. But we still have in common that a lot of people are very uh, indecided in their destiny, in their polarity. So they're not really polarized into the negative or the positive, which uh, it's something that we may talk about in the future, but it's what Ra calls the sinkhole of indifference, which means that you're not 51% service to others and you're not 95% service to self. So if you are in between 49 or 50% service to others and 6% service to others, that's the sinkhole of indifference. And again, we'll talk about this in uh, further sessions and probably other videos too. But that's the process by which we need to go through, getting out of there. It doesn't matter where we go, we need to polarize if we want to ascend into to four density. Otherwise, we just repeat third density again, and it's another 75,000-year cycle, unless we pierce uh, the, um, the octave into intelligent infinity, which may happen, and we'll discuss that here too. But enough of this slide, let's go into the next one where Don now asks, is there a planet behind our sun opposite to us in orbit that we do not know about surprise surprise ross says there is a sphere in the area opposite your sun of a very very cold nature but large enough to skew certain statistical figures this sphere should not properly be called a planet as it is locked in first density i'm not really sure why don asked this question um but uh, I mean the answer just says it uh, says enough, I think, because there seems to be a sphere um that it's not quite a planet, but there is it's a sphere, and the fact that Ra is talking about being locked in first density means that it doesn't have matter yet it seems to be just this these four elements that we know as earth, wind, fire, and water, so i'm not sure it seems to be too cold. Again, I don't know what to make out of this question, but just the fact that we do have a sphere opposite to our sun. I don't know how far it is, but we haven't seen it yet. So I don't know. It's just, uh, I guess, an Easter egg in the law of <laughs> the raw contact. So now Don ask a question. And that's why I have a star there, because he had to uh, ask it again because Rod didn't understand it. And he says, as our cycle ends and graduation occurs, is it possible for anyone to go from this third density to a fourth density planet that is a self-service type or negative type? Ross says, in this harvest, the probability-possibility vortex indicates a harvest. Though small of this type, that is correct. So this one is pretty self-explanatory. Don asks if there are people here who are going to ascend into fourth density negative and Ross simply says, yeah, even though this harvest will be very small in that regard, Uh, As much as, you know, we may be afraid that the harvest in positive polarity might be small too, that is correct. So some people are going to move into negative uh, four density and some others into four density positive. So that's it. Now you can see in the next question how Don wanted to know more about the people who are going to ascend into four density. Um, And he asked, can you tell us about what happened to Adolf Hitler? And Ross says the mind-body-spirit complex known as Adolf is at this time in a healing process in the middle astral planes of your spherical force field. This entity was greatly confused and, although aware of the circumstance of change in vibratory level associated with the cessation of the chemical body complex, nevertheless needed a great deal of care. So this means that Hitler, when he died, he was aware that he died. But he needed a lot of healing. Now I am not sure if Hitler was aware that he was polarizing towards the negative because it doesn't seem like he was. Um, he got graduated into fourth, and we'll find out some people that have in the past. So that's a key note there. Um, it seems like he was uh, not aware of the polarization that he uh, he intended to have when he came here on Earth. And I know I may get some flack for what I'm going to say, but in all honesty, Hitler was manipulated. And there's a lot of people that think this way too, especially when you think about it in a spiritual way, because there is no, there's no room for hatred, especially for people who have already died and they have uh, finished their cycle here. And... Actually, there's no room for hatred at all. That's not the ways of the law of one or any other uh, respectable philosophy. So uh, Hitler, basically, and um, a lot of the people in Nazi Germany, they didn't do anything in in terms of polarizing towards the self service consciously. So it would, there was a lot of confusion, and that's why Ross says that he had to go. And it's he's still going under. Uh, a lot of healing, because imagine you go to uh, help the planet. Uh, imagine Hitler was a wanderer. And again, I know people are not going to like this, because there seems to be a distinction between, but I, he's my brother still. You know, he he is our brother. Um, it's a, it, I, know, I know I get a lot of flag for this, but it's a, it's a funny feeling that you get when you're talking about the oneness of the universe, and there's still some division. That's what we need to transcend. So, in any case, the point that I want to make is that a lot of people here, incarnated right now, are being manipulated, and we as a society tend to perceive them as evil people or bad people or, or people that do wrong things. And you know, that's that's part of the perception of this reality. Sure, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but we need to keep in mind that a lot of people are being manipulated, and we're going to get into the core of this at the end of this part. Uh, of session 11 that we're doing right now so it's important to keep that in mind and I don't know if this upsets you it doesn't upset me but I need to say we need to start loving all of those who we have created some sort of hatred towards and again I just wanted to take the moment and especially talking about Hitler who is probably the most despised persona uh, or entity in, in our timeline right now. And that's a very important distinction to make. So, no more Hitler. Let's keep talking about the other things that Don asked. He says, is there anyone in our history that is commonly known who went to a fourth density self-service or negative type planet, or who will go there? That's a sneaky question. Process the number of entities thus harvested is small. However, a few have penetrated the 8th level, which is only available from the opening up of the 7th through the 6th. Penetration into the 8th or intelligent infinity level allows a mind-body-spirit complex to be harvested, if it wished, at any time-space during the cycle." So here Rai is saying that the amount of people who have been harvested into 4-density negative is actually kind of small. And he also explained the process by which any entity can be harvested as long as they penetrate or pierce through their sixth or third eye uh, into the gateway to intelligent infinity, which is just the seven, and they move into the next octave, which would be four density, if you can understand the octaves of every density in consciousness. So that's what happened to some of the historical figures that we're going to see right now that Don S. So let's move into that. Don asks, are any of these people known in the history of our planet by name? Ra says, we will mention a few. The one known as Taras Bulba, the one known as Genghis Khan, the one known as Rasputin. Don asks, how did they accomplish this? What was necessary for them to accomplish this? Ra says, All of the aforementioned entities were aware through memory of Atlantean understandings having to do with the use of the very centers of mind-body-spirit complex energy influx in attaining the gateway to intelligent infinity. So basically what we were talking about before, that they had this knowledge prior to their incarnation and they made use of it. I would say that they actually pierced the remembering, which is something that we all have problems with. And... Uh, we're going through that process of the remembering process, right? So the same way they did, but they were pretty aware of this. And with that, they were able to just pierce the gateway to intelligent infinity, which empower them to be a lot more polarized into the negative uh, uh, direction or path. So that's what he's saying here. And we're going to move into the next part, which has has a little bit more uh, understanding into what they did. So Don asks, did this enable them to do what we refer to as magic, do paranormal things while they were incarnate here? Ra says, this is correct. The first two entities mentioned made little use of these abilities consciously. However, they were bent single-mindedly upon service to self, sparing no efforts in personal discipline to double, redouble, and so empower this gateway. The third was a conscious adept and also spared no effort in the pursuit of service to self. Now, I'm not a scholar with Rasputin, but apparently he was very, very powerful in the things that he did. Um, so I I would love to read more about Rasputin, to be honest, because I've only heard things about him and the things that he did in his time. So that actually coincides pretty well with what Ra is saying, that he, he had this, this ability Uh, whereas um, Genghis Khan and Taras Bulba didn't. Little mention here, Taras Bulba is kind of like an enigma for a lot of people because Taras Bulba is a fictional character, but there's another character named Taras Bulba um, Borovitz, I think it is. And this was an actual person that lived and died in 1981 in May 15, I believe. If I remember correctly and this session was done i think it was in january or uh, february of the same year so there's there's a little enigma there as to what raw means with Taurus bulba but we don't know yet and in terms of what they did to access this intelligent infinity you can see that they were so bent into the service to self that they spared no efforts to try to make use of that power that they were channeling through uh, their, uh, their opening basically of intelligent infinity to empower themselves in the same way that it seems we can empower the call as I explained in the last session to, uh, to call upon intelligent infinity and also aid from other higher density beings. So that's what I get from this. Let's move on to the next question where Don says, where are these three entities now? Ross says, these entities are in the dimension known to you as fourth. Therefore, the space-time continua are not compatible. An approximation of the space-time locus of each would not would net no actual understanding. Each chose a four-density planet, which was dedicated to the pursuit of the understanding of the law of one through service to self. One in what you know as the Orion group. One in what you know as Cassiopeia. One, as you would know, as the Southern Cross. However, these lucky are not satisfactory. We do not have vocabulary for the geometric calculations necessary for transfer of this understanding to you." Well, he's just giving the location roughly and where they went because they went to four density, which doesn't give us a geometrical location, like he's saying. Uh, He also says that they're going to different groups in the parts of the galaxy but that also doesn't give us any point. Like we probably couldn't go and visit them, uh, at least not in this third density uh, vibration that we have. So that's all he's saying there. And I think it's interesting that they went to different planets and they went to serve fourth density. This is where it's going to get interesting, at least for my interpretation and what it is to actually ascend into fourth density and what they do. So let's follow up on the next question where Don says, who went to the Orion group? The one known as Genghis Khan. What does he, rep- he, pres- he presently do there? What is his job or occupation? What does he do? This entity serves the creator in its own way. Very important what Ross says here. And Don asks, is it impossible for you to tell us precisely how he does this service? Here we go. He says, it is possible for us to speak to this query. However, we use any chance we may have to reiterate the basic understanding learning that all beings serve the creator. The one you speak of as Genghis Khan at present is incarnate in a physical light body which has the work of disseminating material of thought control to those who are what you may call crusaders. He is, as you would term this entity, a shipping clerk. That's what Genghis can when all his effort here in Third Density went to do. Now, I'm not judging, but to go to Third Density to be a shipping clerk uh, seems a little underwhelming to me, not the type of uh, position that I would like to have in terms of serving the creator. And I think it's important also to, uh, to note what he's saying, not to undermine his, uh, his job, because what he's doing is serving the creator as well. Why? Because he's creating contrast into the negative polarity as we go through this consciousness or these densities of consciousness. So again, just like I said about Hitler in just a couple of minutes ago, it's important to know that Genghis Khan is doing basically the same thing that Hitler was doing here, but in four density, creating that polarity for us to reflect on. So again, I think it's just just kind of interesting to see how in the positive polarity, we all get together or try to get together even more. We have to. It's just our direction there. Uh, and with love and understanding, we kind of grow into the social memory complex that we're meant to be. Whereas in fourth, it seems like you just serve others in the hierarchy of manipulation that exists in any possible negative polarity in all the densities from third to six. So that's. Pretty interesting to just like chew on and see what they accomplish or what he accomplished, Genghis Khan in this case. Let's move on into the final question and is done asking, what did the Crusaders do? Ross says the Crusaders move in their chariots of to conquer planetary mind, body, spirit, social complexes before they reach the stage of achieving social memory. This is important. Why? Because it reflects on our sphere, our planets. The Crusaders are the ones that have been influencing this planet for the longest, and which is normal and it's OK. It's part of this. But it seems like they have taken over too much and the manipulation has gone uh, or blown out of proportions to the point that it doesn't seem to serve the negative polarity or the positive, because there seems to be a tug of war between the two. Harvest is here. And that's why we're having this accelerated awareness. This is also why we have been getting a huge influx of wanderers. We know them as also uh, indigo children or crystal children, I believe, too. Uh, So we're getting a lot of uh, assistance to try to raise the vibration of this planet because it's moving into four density. And it's not a negative planet, or at least it's not a negative social memory complex that we're going to create here but a positive one. So we want to bring as many people as possible into this four density. And again, just to reflect a little bit on what Ross said in the last question, it's the Crusaders who move in this four density. Remember, Genghis Khan is part of the Crusaders. He's a shipping clerk, but he's he's still part of it. So he is, uh, I'm not making fun of Genghis Khan. I love him for that. So this Crusaders are the ones that are trying to influence the Um, the planets before they reach social memory. That's what they do. They just try to convince as many people as possible to ascend into four density. And that's their purpose. That's what they do. And thanks to them, we can spiritually grow here in these planets. So that's it. That's all I got for today. Next time we're going to talk about alien technology and Nikola Tesla, believe it or not. So part two is gonna cover that. Remember, if you haven't already, subscribe, like, notification, bell. Everything is in the description box if you want to follow me or see any of my content outside of YouTube. and Any comments, just leave them there, and I'll see you next week in part two of session 11, The Law of One.